great day, amazing human. Welcome to the Empowered In My Skin podcast, where our mission is to help 1 billion people in this world think in more empowering ways. Empower humans, empower humans. So you are in the right spot to become a lead domino for empowerment today. My name is Inke Chi. I'm not only your host, but I am a vibrant optimist obsessed to bring you empowering content with each episode. We will be bringing you content alternating between longer episodes with feature guests and shorter episodes called Empowering Bites, where I'll be joined by my co-host, Gabby Mamone. So if you're ready, let the show begin. Yes, great day. Amazing humans. Yes, welcome to the next episode of Empowered My Skin. My next guest is the managing director and head of global real estate investments at TD Asset Management, where he is responsible for approximately $25 billion of investments in 1,100 properties located in 20 countries worldwide. He joined TD Asset Management in October 2015, initially working with TD Asset Management's senior executive team on corporate strategy. He was formerly a management consultant at McKinsey and Company and an investment banker at Morgan Stanley. Wow. He holds an MBA from Harvard Business School, a Bachelor of Commerce, and a Bachelor of Arts from Queen's University. All were received with distinction. He also holds an ARCT honors from the Royal Conservatory. In 2020, he was named one of Canada's top 40 under 40, a trustee emeritus of Queen's University and a recipient of the Queen's University Toronto Branch Award. He is a member of the Board of Directors and Chair of the Finance and Audit Committee of the Sunnybrook Health Sciences Centre, Toronto Investment Board and Black Opportunity Fund, where he is also a co-founder. He also served on the board of Toronto Symphony Orchestra up to October of this year. He is an advisor to 111, a large technology incubator in Toronto. I know you're excited to say, who is this human? It is me, Colin Lynch. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is so awesome. You're so impressive and you're such a great, like, it's just like interviewing you for this Movember series is going to be, because after that bio, yes, I'm excited to get into conversation with you. I am truly excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, to keep it really simple um, and really in line with with this podcast, I want to know what was your most empowering thought that you've had in the day so far? Um, Real great question. Um, (laughs) So today's been an intense day. It's been a busy day. You know, I got two words, you can. And Mm -hmm. I think in that context, how did this come up? It came up as we were thinking about a bunch of things with the business Mm -hmm. and things that we have never done before. Mm -hmm. We probably should have done five years ago. They're massive things. Um, They're things that the whole industry hasn't done. And all I could think of was that you can. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it's not a matter of should we... Can we? Uh, it's a matter of we need to, we will get it done. And, you can. Um, and so I had that thought, you can, about three, four hours ago. I love it. I love it. And here we are. So um, the Movember series is really around um, focusing on the fact that we can all take action to live healthier and happier and longer lives. And, you know, there's a real statistic that says the average, it's average, that men average six years, die six years earlier than women. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And for reasons that are largely preventable. And so that's one mm. of the reasons why we want to double click in this month with this November. So, so really, really thank you for being part of this movement for uh, for Empowered My Skin. So men's health, men's health is a topic that is gaining a lot more attention. Actually, there's a there's a, a panel discussion that we did with some fabulous men and just the energy and the work that they want to do to try to you know, bring more men along is really Mm. testament to that. Um, But one of the things we couldn't talk about because none of them actually lived it was what is it like for men in the C-suite? So that's where you come along, right? And so, you know, could you share your thoughts on the importance of mental health awareness and support for executives and how it can affect their performance and decision-making? Yeah. Um, Phenomenal question. Um, Random thoughts come to my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. 
knowing your limits, knowing what you can take, knowing and knowing a number of things within that. So there are moments in conversations, discussions, meetings where you feel anger, mm. for instance. Something's been wronged. You have been wronged. Your firm's been wronged. Your organization's been wronged. And you can feel that mm-hmm. welling up. Question is, what do you do? First part of the answer to that is recognizing that you are feeling different mm. and that you've moved from your normal state to a different state. That self-awareness is really important beyond you know, what do you do as a result? And my recommendation is always never act <laughs> immediately. Take a step back. Even if it is a split second, remove yourself from the situation, look down on yourself and mm-hmm. say, what's happening to me? How am I feeling? I feel like saying something is just the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. Just catch yourself for two or three seconds. Another part of knowing yourself is knowing your limits physically. Mm. Like there's only so much sleep deprivation, stress, worrying that a body can take Mm. before the body's going to begin giving you some signs that it's stressed and it can't take it. So what are those stress? Those signs are you can't sleep. Mm. You have underlying conditions that begin manifesting themselves. Mm-hmm. You, you have a bit of a cough or wheeze or whatever, right? Like those are warning signs that your body's saying, hey, look, this isn't normal. Like there's a bit too much coming. Like we've got to calm things down a little bit, one way or another, or remove, or, or, or remove yourself from the situation so the body can recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Knowing yourself is really important. Um, A leadership role is very much like being uh, a captain, right? And I'll, you know, lots of people fly, so I'm just going to use the captain of an airplane analogy, but you could be captain of a ship or captain of whatever. But, you know, captain of an airplane, you kind of need to know uh, where you're going to go, right? Like, are we going here? We're going up. We're going to go down, et cetera. It's not that you're pulling the levers to go up or down, mm-hmm. but you sort of have to have a picture as to where you're going to go. Okay. If something's wrong, mm-hmm. right, uh, with the airplane, then it's not just your responsibility to fix it, but it is your responsibility to guide the 300 people sitting on the airplane mentally and physically safely to the destination. So if the engine is on fire, it's not the captain's role to be freaking out over the PA system, right? It's the captain's role to perhaps acknowledge the engines on fire, but then to say, you know, we're going to do five or six things. And within 15 minutes, we're going to try to get on the ground. Right, And to do that in a manner that provides people comfort. Now, that is exceptionally hard if you yourself are completely overwhelmed by the fact that the engine's on fire. Right, So it is doubly hard as an executive to uh, really take care of yourself recognizing you have to take care of others. Now, sometimes the journey of taking care of other people and guiding people through an outcome Mm -hmm. can help you get through that outcome yourself as well. Mm -hmm. But it can go the other way, and it can be doubly hard where you are freaked out and other people are freaked out, and you have to uh, care about the other people first to get them to a good place Mm -hmm. before you deal with yourself. But if you have to do that, you can't forget that you have to deal with yourself yeah. as well. So, one, that was very enlightening. But I, I, so I have, I have a double click on that. Um, it does take a lot of self-awareness. And potentially it takes either having, like, 
being coached to that kind of level of, of leadership, you know, um, having good peers that you can talk to about it. And so that's what I want to ask more so is where do, where do especially amongst your peer, I'm going to say amongst your peers, your colleagues, your male, your male peers, mm-hmm. you know, where are they getting that kind of support? Like, because there is a stigma to mental health. And so do you see that at your level? Do you see it across your peer group? Or do you, is there a, like, is there a safety, like a safe space where you guys can talk about it together? Um, there is, there is still stigma, a stigma about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it has, that stigma has declined over time as we as society educate ourselves about mental health. I do think there's a correlation between how close are you to somebody and how much do you trust that person? Mm -hmm. And then how much can you feel that you can be open Mm -hmm. about what is going on and how you are feeling. Right. And and it's, it's a pretty tight correlation. So many of the folks that I feel like I can have that conversation with don't work in my industry. Don't do, you know, do other things, Mm -hmm. right? They're in other spaces and they're largely personal connections Mm -hmm. rather than work Work connections. connections, And so um, that's, that's reality with those folks and not exclusively. There are a couple of people I have the conversations with that work as well. Um, do I feel like I have the ability to talk about mental health issues? But it's a full mental health issues, by the way, as we know, it's not just one thing can be many things. Mm -hmm. Right. And we all have things we're working through. Mm -hmm. And again, the closer you are with somebody, perhaps the more deep you can go on some of the issues that you feel most sensitive about. And so there's there's definitely that correlation as well mm-hmm. in terms of the types of issues that, that you feel comfortable talking through. But also, also important, and it's not exactly your question, but I think it's really important. Um, knowing yourself also involves a degree of other people observing you mm-hmm. and giving you feedback, right? Which is, look, I noticed you in that meeting felt really stressed, looked really stressed. It was on your face. You know, it's, you know, people, re- now people reacted to that. You might not realize, but it, it was there, right? Just that's part of the self-awareness, mm-hmm. right? You might've thought you're, you're powering through that meeting or the couple comments that you made didn't really matter, mm-hmm. but everybody saw your voice change mm-hmm. or your voice is different today than it has been for the last six months. So mm-hmm. something's up. Mm-hmm. And you might not have realized it, but other people did. Having that transparency, i.e. folks that notice that A, and are able and comfortable and willing to tell you that B, is also critically important. And that's the safe space. That's that's actually, you did answer the question with that one too, because that is the safe space. So do you believe that there's any responsibility that organizations have to better support, like executives, especially those in really high-stress environments? Yes, and, you know, I, I, I asked was you looking a, at... a, a, a close-ended question, didn't I? <laughs> what do you think organizations should do in order to better support? Fair point. <laughs> um, but, and just to expand on the yes and no and yeah. answer that second question. Um, you know, organizations I was looking at, you know, um, there was an email today about vacation. Um, and, you know, have you take, you know, have you taken your mandatory five or 10 days vacation? There's, there's a, I mean, there's a regulatory reason why that's in place, but there's regulatory reason comes from a good place on that too, mm-hmm. right? Like a view that, you know, at bare minimum, please disconnect yourself and recharge and recover and do other things, um, you know, is critically important. Um, so, Second part of your question, what should, I mean, uh, there, there are the crisis tools that I think is bare minimum for any organization, right? You're going through something, you need a helpline, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But there are um, uh, 
other tools like uh, you know the sponsors, the mentors, um, the um, uh, if I go back to my McKinsey world, we McKinsey was a unique organization, at least when I worked there, because you didn't really have a manager. You were kind of like a freelance consultant, and you got staffed on different things. Mm-hmm. And for that period of time, six month, weeks, two months, you had a manager. Okay. But then after two months is done, your, your manager is no longer your manager. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You had something called the development group leader, mm-hmm. which that name is actually interesting. A development mm-hmm. group leader. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the group is because they have multiple people. Mm-hmm. But so I'm going to take out the group and a development mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. Right. And I actually think that is a pretty good sort of way of looking at mentor, sponsor, mm-hmm. and to candidly even better a boss relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what does development mean? Like, yes, skills, and can you do good PowerPoint, and is the number correct? But it really means you as a person, how are you developing, mm-hmm. right? And yes, you have leadership and organization skills and strategy, but how are you as a person developing? What is your family? What is your level of contentment? How are you dealing with what's thrown at you every day and how are you reacting to it, mm-hmm. right? I think that is critical for organizations mm-hmm. and the people that perform those roles don't need to work in the organization, right? In, in a prior organization, um, they hired a firm and that firm uh, was called Focus Consulting. They're based out of the States. They came in. Um, and they worked with people. They worked with executives to do exactly that. But the first thing they did was create that transparency. How are people viewing you? How are you viewing you? Right. And in, in detail, right. How are close people that work closely with you viewing you? How are people that just interact with you one, one or two times a month viewing you? Mm-hmm. Right. And then they begin working with you on that development as a person. Mm-hmm. through the dynamics of, of leadership. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like what I guess we have when we don't have that. We have people leaders and we have executive coaches. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, so I want to go back to something that we spoke about in the B-roll, if you're comfortable with more so to, to, to get into some details here. So one of the things that you said in, um, as we were talking, you said you started your week at 7 a.m. on Monday. And you've pretty much have been going. And today, it's right now, just for context for everyone, it's Friday afternoon. It's at five thirty-eight, and uh, and my friend is still in a high-powered suit. And uh, so, um, and it didn't sound like. And I'm so. And you qualified that it was a really big week. And so, how did you incorporate well-being, uh, if you did or didn't? And so, what w- like what was this week like for you? Yeah, so I would say um, since Friday to this Friday, um, I've had uh, a death of a very close colleague. I've had uh, I've had two board meetings um, outside of work. I've had two board meetings inside of work. Um, I've had, I don't know, four evening receptions and dinners, um, and probably during the daytime, about 60 meetings. Uh, so it has been full this week, um, plus some, sorry, dynamics on, on the family side with my parents. Um, so it's a full week. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has sort of tested the limits of what I can do physically. It's testing the limits right now. Um, but also, uh, you know, emotionally and I've, and, and it's been a week of raw conversations. So, you know, converse like last night, um, the last thing I was at before I went home and read board board package materials was, you know, with some colleagues um, talking about, things they're frustrated on and lots of raw candor 
Um, and then talking about the colleague that passed away and, 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 and just, you know, the, the act of talking about it and reflecting on it and getting, you know, and just bringing it into the open, um, you know, was medicinal Mm. for us. And, and so, you know, I guess how I got, how I got through this week, uh, has been, yes, I have triage things. And I said, you know, some things are not important. They're just not going to get done. I will find another time to get them done. And that's it. Um, uh, and, and conversely, other things are important and I just need to deal with them. Um, I have, uh, after tough conversations, you know, uh, ended the conversation and sat there and thought and just needed that period of time to just collect myself, compress, compose, uh, before getting into the next thing. I have, you know, breathe in and breathe out. And I have, you know, in, in the length of time that I just did that, I have done that a few times this week. Um, you know, I have, um, you know, I had to sort of, you know, build, you know, gone late to certain things because I needed the time after a difficult combo uh, where, you know, somebody started crying. I started crying. I just needed the time uh, to go, you know, take, take five, 10 minutes and just, and just process, collect myself and, and go into the next. So, you know, Part of it is also the um, adrenaline rush of sort of getting through a week. Uh, and, you know, once I do a dinner tonight and finish that dinner, this weekend is going to look exact opposite. Okay. And I will need that time, A, because I have a lot of emails, but B, I will need the time to sleep. I'll need the time to uh, do things I need to do, like go out on a run and in that process of going out on the run it's going to sort of you know help work myself out a little bit i'm going to go you know spend some time uh, with my family this weekend like i i will do those things to help me sort of regenerate Mm -hmm. and then yeah at some point this weekend i'm going to reflect on you know what has happened uh over the past week um and that reflection is going to be you know it's going to be useful it's going to be because I need to do that reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's going to heal me as a human, but it's also going to help me set up for, you know, how do I sort of carry, carry things forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do I need to say to the teams about, you know, what what's transpired in the last week? I'm interested to know about boundaries, right? Because as you were talking, I was thinking about, okay, how does he, like, how do you create boundaries for yourself? Even, you know, whether it's about what you say yes to or what you say no to, so you can say yes to something else. But not only that, at the beginning of this, of this interview, you also gave the example of when you're in a meeting and you feel the, you feel like your, your body, comp- like um, your energy ch- shift and change, right? In my opinion, that's always, a, that's always an indicator that there's a boundary that you need to, you need to set right now. It could be either walk away. It could be, you know, let's stop talking about this. Let's take a breather. But I'm curious to know what are your tactics for and what kind of boundaries you set for yourself? Yeah. Um, I'm glad you gave a couple of examples because it really depends mm-hmm. on the situation dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, let's use an analogy. Politicians are really good sometimes on not answering the question, right? <laughs> That's a boundary, right? <laughs> I guess so sometimes sometimes in the meeting um one has to say I'm just not going to go there right now Mm -hmm. like I you know it's just you know I'm just not doing it um and we'll come back to that um because it's just not the appropriate time you're going to say something you're not you're definitely going to regret um or whatever so you know that's a version. I, it may not manifest itself in, Hey, I'm going to stand up and walk out the room. It might manifest myself in itself in that, that comment. 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's not the perfect time. We'll come back to it mm-hmm. at a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes it does manifest itself in getting out of the situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, um, um, I'm just thinking about, but sometimes you, you know, sometimes one can power through it. Um, as well, it really, really depends. And mm-hmm. there are a couple of instances this week where it was, it was, it was a bit awkward. Um, but uh, you know, uh, in those situations, I sort of powered through. Um, I think there's also boundaries more generally, right? So there are boundaries in terms of workload, boundaries in terms of things that one can take on, right? Um, and um, and one has to know those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think most people do have an idea, not everybody, but most people do. And then the next part is, well, if you do know what those boundaries are, then, you know, the simple no Mm -hmm. to ensure that you don't get to those boundaries Mm -hmm. is also critically important. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's also, will sound odd, but it's about efficiency, right? Like if you are, Tired, worn out, pissed off, you know, you know, falling ill, um, then you can't, you can't do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, you can't, you can't, you can't convince me that if you're in that state, you're delivering your optimal performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so if you are in that state or feel yourself getting to that state, something needs to change. Right. And, you know, whether it's a work environment needs to change, a responsibility set needs to change, um, a combination of personal things and work things mm-hmm. needs to change, but something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as males, you fall into a hero mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we think heroes are great things and they are, but a hero mentality is where you sort of show up with your cape and only you can do it. Right, nobody else can do it. You have to do it, right? So you need to pick up your kids because nobody else can, right? And you need to do that PowerPoint deck because nobody else can do it as good as you, right? And it can go on and on and on and on, and then you find yourself a not <laughs> delivering good outcomes. B, everybody's upset because it's taking so long because you have a, and, and C, you never finish your to-do list because there's always 9,000 things on the to-do list. And it's that hero mentality. Um, and it might start from a good place. You're just trying to do good. But really, it's you're trying to be a hero. Mm. And um, rarely does that end well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's one of the things those executive coaches said, you know, told me. Um, so don't be the hero. Like we don't need heroes. Um, would be my message. So thank you. I love, I love that you said, as you were saying it, I was like, oh, women, we have that too. (laughs) 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 So you talked about your week, you know, from last Friday to this Friday. And so wanted to talk to you about time management, because then you also talked about for, you, mm. you spoke about going out last night and having to come home and then settling your mind to read the board package for today. And um, so I want to know, uh, how do you balance the demands of the role? And, and again, if you remember in the bio, everybody, he's managing about, you know, approximately $25 million uh, worth of assets. And so, you know, how do you balance the demands of the role with self-care and mental health, like just overall taking care of you? your family, your friends, your career. So what's, uh, what's time management look like for Colin? Um, so first off, I am religious about my calendar and that's a critically important thing. So, uh, Everything goes in the calendar. You have one ca- I'm then, just curious. Do you have one calendar? Because in this day and age... I love to have one calendar. Okay. I can't. Okay. I have to have a work calendar <laughs> and a personal <laughs> calendar because they won't let yeah. me combine them. But if I could, I would. Um, so I, I have, I guess, two calendars. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of the um, work stuff that's permitted to be added to my personal calendar, i.e. stuff that happens in the evening, mm-hmm. if I have to get on a flight, whatever, on a Sunday, Put on your, okay. it's mm-hmm. going to go on the mm-hmm. personal calendar. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, so something personal that I need to deal with, i.e. 
last Friday, I had to run to uh, to the hospital to get something done. Then that goes on the yeah, on the work calendar. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so the two interact, but it's important for me just from a number of reasons. One, I can look at the calendar and you know get a sense of what I am doing, and is this a good use of time? And am I accomplishing what I need to accomplish just by looking at the calendar? Um, you know, second is um, because things are tightly scheduled. Um, you know, I have to keep an eye on the watch and ensure sometimes that things get efficient. You know, meetings happen, agendas there, we're rolling through and we're getting stuff done. If we aren't, then, you know, I will start questioning the meeting. Um, so that happens when things get get, get full. Um, I do um, try to be as... Um, efficient as possible in different ways. So take board meeting packages. They can be 300 pages. Um, you know, fortunately there's something called pattern recognition. So I can read at a certain clip, some things that I really do not need to read every single letter of every word on, because at the end of the day, I'm not going to add any value there. Mm -hmm. Now I, I will generally know what's going on, but I don't need to read every single letter of every word. Whereas other things where as a board member, you can add a lot of value. I am going to be very focused, Mm -hmm. but I am not just going to read stuff. I'm going to ensure that folks know I have read that stuff. Mm -hmm. So meaning I'm going to raise my voice in a board meeting and focus on providing value add comments in that board meeting. Because I'm not going to spend three hours over here diligently reading everything, so and good. nobody knows over here. That's so good. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm focused there too. Um, I I am uh, I do sleep eight hours, so between seven and eight hours, and if I don't, my body starts. Um, telling me I, I I don't do that. But I think it's also key to sleep seven to eight hours. Like I just, last I'm just night trying to think started, of the week that you told me, and I'm like, when did you get eight hours of sleep? <laughs> like, I'll give you an example. Last night, I got home at 10 p.m. Okay. You know, I did what I need to do. I started reading stuff at 10.25. Okay. Um, I began falling asleep on top of what I was reading uh, at around ten forty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I tried two or three times to you know to Revive read and power yeah, through, yeah, yeah. and I gave up by about let's call it eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to sleep, mm-hmm. and I woke up at seven. Call it seven thirty. Yeah. And I powered through and read what I need to read okay. until about 845 mm-hmm. for which I did what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then I literally, I do walk quickly. So I literally, it might take somebody 15 minutes to walk what I walked in about five. Okay. And I powered right through it. I got through, there's a security where I need to go. Mm-hmm. So I got through security, got into the board meeting at about one minute before the board meeting started. Wow. So that gives you a sense of yeah, how you that got it happened. Done. You're very efficient. But yeah, I could I could have powered through and you know you know drank three cups of coffee mm-hmm. and you know it would have taken me twice as long to read what I read last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Right. And so last last question there, and then I'm going to go into these rapid thrivers. So results are in the routine. You spoke about you know getting a run in this week. Um, mm. Do you have any like? other types of routines that you, that Colin does just to stay overall, you know, just to really take care of yourself. What does your, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, I run, I swim. I, uh, I, uh, I spend, I talk with my friends. I talk, you know, I talk with my family members. Um, you know, it seems obvious, but it, it really helps balance. Um, you know, I, I, I'm really interested in things like aviation. So I will check that out. 
um, just because it's of interest to me. You know, following uh, sports for me is interesting. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, this, you know, uh, <laughs> it's a change of scene and, and, and the like, um, you know, I, um, I read, I read, I read a lot. I, I read, um, uh, you know, I read poetry, I read books. I, I, uh, when I can, I enjoy doing that. So, um, my reading stack has gone in higher and higher. Mm-hmm. So I've been focusing in the last sort of couple months of getting that down. Yeah, and I really okay. do enjoy yeah. do enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that a lot during, uh, you know, uh, commuting. And it's not commuting just for work. Like if I'm going to see a family member and I have to go for, you know, 45 minutes, um, whether it's on the subway or on the train or whatever, uh, it's a perfect time for me to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that... Um, that would largely be it. I mean, there are other things like I, I, my uh, might be too much detail, but you know, I like popsicles, so I'll have oh. popsicles. And it you might like be pop- popsicles like, at a like, po- I, like, yeah. like and popsicles, popsicles, oh, wow. popsicles that a four year old kid would have. Yeah, yeah. I have the same popsicles, and I have them year round, and you know, it's my so thing. And so that. I'll have popsicles uh, of all different types of popsicles, and. <laughs> You know, favorite, even teas. Favorite flavor like, of popsicle? Grape? Mine's banana. Great. Oh, ba- banana. Wow. I wouldn't yeah, never... you see? It's yeah. rare. Very <laughs> so that's rare. why I like it now. <laughs> yeah. But um, even like uh, or, like tea. like, mm-hmm. And I like the different flavored teas. And if I've had a rough day, hey, it's time for my favorite flavor today. Yeah. Which that, I've done that a couple times this week. That looked like a green tea that you had in front of you earlier. <laughs> You're right. It is a green right. tea. I was like, that's not, <laughs> yes. co- that's not coffee. That looks green. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually, no, it's Moroccan mint. Oh, there Moroccan mint. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> so if you were sort of the the expert on, you know, men's health and, and thinking about this movement and, you know, but beyond the, 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 the efforts of this month, you know, to maintain um, and maintain awareness of men's health, do you have any top, what top of mind, um, what are you, some of your top of mind actions that we can take to just really continue to drive, um, focus on men's health and, and, and issues? Because it's important. Men are, men are under due stress right now. And, um, and the stats are very gray. Yeah. And I, I reflect, when you said um, longevity difference, I knew that I, I wasn't aware that it's preventable. So that kind of hit me with a world of bricks in terms of the reason for the longevity difference. Um, I, I think that for everybody who's not male, reminding males of the importance to take care of their health, mental health, and also physical health, because sometimes conditions manifest themselves Mm -hmm. and males can be you know particularly proud Mm -hmm. i don't need to go check this out i'm good i've got a particular kryptonite in me and (laughs) you know the reality is conditions you know the best uh, cure is prevention but if you've got something the next best option is to catch it early and so some of that pride speaking from experience can 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 really be damaging and so now just like kids having the same person saying the same message is going to be a quarter as effective as somebody else saying the same message Mm -hmm. so um having multiple people Mm -hmm. say please take care of yourself Mm -hmm will actually hit a chord. Um, you know, there are there are a lot of other things that, yes, prostate awareness, very important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know the, the different corporate initiatives around mental health, very important. The initiatives from, um, actually, uh, this weekend, I forgot, I did a 5K for, <laughs> for Sunnybrook. Oh. Uh, and, and, and the beneficiary mm-hmm. program was mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so all of that is really important because it does raise awareness mm-hmm. among males 
on the importance of mental health. Mm -hmm. So I think it really comes down to people that are close to an individual's saying and having the comfort and confidence to say, you know, you know, you really should like check this out or, you know, I've noticed you're different Mm -hmm. and, you know, I care for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, please, please, you know, if you need to talk, Mm -hmm. if you need to chill, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that's, it's an indiv- it's an individual answer, meaning all of us individually could and should do that. In addition to all the societal stuff that that is going on. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So, quick rapid thrivers, the fun part of this interview. When you think of someone who inspires you, who comes to fir- who comes to mind first? Ooh, that's a combo because two people came to mind, but I'll okay, go with go. MLK. Okay, go. MLK and then Barack Obama, but MLK because I just you know I I, I have been sort of watching now watched his last uh, sermon in 1968 mm-hmm. and watched that recently again. Um, it's incredible you know, how relevant yeah. it still is, isn't it? Incredible. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> exactly. Very inspiring. Daily activity that helps you stay in your thrive. Daily activity that helps me stay in my thrive mm-hmm. um, beyond waking up. Um, ah! <laughs> uh, that could be it. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, like... I there's an this is so weird, but I'll say it. there's an app that allows you to track all the planes in the sky. And because I'm a commercial aviation guy, I literally track that app. It's called FlightAware. Oh, and they track it. Okay, okay, and you look at that. I one. track yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at it because I and they pull up random airports, and I just look at it, and I'm like, "Hey, that's super cool." And I might do that for three seconds, but that sort of helps me for whatever reason. It's like I find it super cool, so I literally do it every day. Do you have a pilot license? I wish I did. Okay. I tried to get one when I was 15, but I was I was told that I should. Uh, you know, it was a little bit ridiculous that I was trying to get a pilot's license at 15. I couldn't even drive. (laughs) (laughs) So I never did. And then I got these things, these glasses. And so that took it out of the equation. But, you know, uh, sorry, pilots can't wear glasses. Um, Well, you know, back then, at least I was, you know, I was told all about 2020 vision and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. And it was really important and et cetera. But okay. uh, you would have loved yeah. my, uh, I was on the flight. I was on a flight home from work the other day and uh, I sat beside the guy, a guy who actually sold software, but his software helps control all of the air traffic control. Oh, um, wow. His name is Moody. I have to go back and remember the, um, the name of his company, but he was on his way to the UK to, to deal with some airline folks. And then I was also sitting beside someone so they knew each other. He came in later. Team Eagles, the name of his business, and they do all of the like at every airport. All of the their their software helps manage all of the like the activity, like the organization, the administration oh. that's actually happening on the tarmac. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, all of this, yeah, I know. So you would have enjoyed that ride because they were talking I about definitely. aviation. They were talking about aviation the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what is a book that has helped you with your thrive? Um, oh, wow. Um, uh, okay. A few come to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, one, uh, there's a book by Eleanor Johnson Sarif, who was the president of Liberia Mm. and, um, you know, Liberia went through a lot of turmoil, a civil war, et cetera, and she was caught right in the middle of it in some harrowing situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are books which give you a sense of what people have mm-hmm. been through mm-hmm. and still hold it together and lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, in a similar vein, there's a book called The Pianist, became a, a movie. movie. Mm-hmm. Never watched the movie, but I I read the book for a for course. I mm-hmm. did a history degree mm-hmm. in undergrad. And uh and that that's that's another book that sort of puts everything in context and you know um and so 
for me, I not just had everything put in context, but those are inspiring stories mm-hmm. of people that sort of yeah. persisted and survived. Mm-hmm. Real stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I the books around building businesses and, and zero to one comes to mind. That's that's one that I read um, before, you know, politics aside. Um, you know, but in terms of some of the context of 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 of, of creating something out of nothing, um, mm-hmm. I, I found some of those principles uh, to be valuable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the outliers by yes, Scott yes, Gladwell, yeah. that's a really good one Very as good well. One. Yeah. A, I'll stop there. That's yeah, four. No, that was good. I know you gave us four. Um, you talked about the app. So you're, can you name the app again that, that you wake up to every day, that, that you look at? Oh, every FlightAware. Day? F- FlightAware. How do you spell that? Yeah. Uh, flight. So F-L-I-G-H-T. Yeah. And then A-W-A-R-E. Okay, FlightAware. So I'm going to add that as because my next one was what app helps you with your Thrive. And then what's one yeah. misconception? Do you have another app? Your calendar? One more, which is going to be a little bit weird. Yeah, not my calendar. <laughs> okay. um, the um, uh, so um, I'm a you know per the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. I love classical music. Mm-hmm. There is a, a radio station that plays classical music uh, called ninety six point three. Yeah, great, wonderful classical music. But uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, I do listen to the hosts who tend to be quite funny and relaxed mm-hmm. in the morning from 6 a.m. to 10. And the combo of like, I get a news, you know, I get in a short spurt, here's the news, here's the weather, here's what's going on in the markets, and here's a joke and and some banter. <laughs> whatever For whatever reason, that also sort of sets me in a good sort of... What, and what, that's not, not, what station is that? Oh, 96.3. Classical oh, 96.3. Oh, did, so that, that happens on 96.3? And then they also mm-hmm. play classical music after? Yeah. Oh, I'm going yeah, to check yeah, it, yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out in the morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I have it on my... And I'm not paid by them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to check it out. 96.3 tomorrow. I knew that. I knew because I'm a classical... I was trained trained in um, Royal Conservatory. I played piano for 10 no years. No way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> As I read it, when I read in your bio, I was like, oh, and my brother's excellent. An excellent pianist. Yeah. So what is one misconception that people have of you as they see you like in your thrive and doing all that you're doing? Mm. Yeah. So people see me, you know, I run a very large real estate platform, um, you know, private equity, commercial real estate, et cetera. So people see me as I am today, Mm. right? Like, uh, Oh, Here's calling. He must be X, Y, Z, corporate, high-powered individual, mm-hmm. you know, over here, blue bud. I don't even know what blue bud means, but, you know, and it just couldn't be for, like, you know, <laughs> you know, I grew, I grew up in Scarborough, you know, my, you know, blue-collar uh, parents, right? Like, it, you know, so um, I guess folks that have never met me, would assume a lot of things mm-hmm. about, you know, he he probably grew up that way. He probably grew mm-hmm. up in 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 the industry, or you know, you know, his parents must be X Y or or um, you know, he's never been uh, to this place in the city or that. <laughs> and it's just couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so. I might have to bring so, you back for an interview to actually understand how you, what skills you grew. And, and, um, because honestly, I, you know, um, it is, I, I get it. A lot of people see you here, but they don't know the work that it takes to get to where it is. And, and the work hasn't stopped. That's the yeah. thing, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, 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 it hasn't stopped. And, 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 uh, you know, because, um, you know, there's no trust fund behind, mm-hmm. right? Like there, there is, there is no, there's no parents to fall back on. There's no, you know, pool of capital that you sort of like, oh, well, bad stuff happens. I'm just gonna take that, right? Like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I, you know, you have to keep on keeping on, right? Yeah, keep and on. Uh, keep on building, keep on uh, learning, keep on progressing and developing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh yeah that's 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 what i've done and what i need to do i love it <laughs> and just to let you know i broke all my rules with you i i went way past what i typically but i was i didn't even i was so fascinated and i never even looked at the time and i was like oh. i think you're interviewing somebody it's supposed to be like 40 minutes uh, i've kept you 10 minutes longer than i was supposed to um, oh. but uh so for people that really want to maybe follow you get to know you better network with you where do where can they find you online yeah so um www.myname.com takes okay. me to my linkedin page okay. and uh and that is probably the best approach uh to get in contact with me mm-hmm. um the response may not be immediate, uh, Don't I know. <laughs> as a, as a, as a broad caution. Um, but you know, on that LinkedIn page, uh, uh, you know, um, you can definitely get in contact with me that way. Okay. You know, I'm also on the, all the other things that you think, Twitter and Instagram, et cetera, but really X, fat. X, 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 sorry. X. I'm on X. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten used to that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> so this podcast is called empowered in my skin and i uh, would love you to close with telling us all what that means to you uh it means look it's not lost on me who i am mm-hmm. and who and what i represent um in investing in in financial services in commercial real estate and private equity and it's not lost on me what that means to other people. Mm. But most importantly, however, there's a notion of authenticity. And being who you are in the role you have to accomplish what you'd like to do, hopefully for the benefit of the world. Oof. And that's what that title means to me. That's big. And I'm empowered to do so. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Colin, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you so much. And to everyone that's listening, I thank you. I know that this was a very inspiring episode. And yes, do what you can. Um, we heard it, Colin express it, especially non-males. Do what we can to support other men um, in their mental health journey. And this is where I say, we're out. Bye-bye. There you have it. I trust you are feeling more empowered in your skin. As the late Dr. Maya Angelou said, when you get, you give, when you learn, you teach. So it would mean so much for us at EIMS if you would share this episode and tag us or teach an insight that you took from today's episode on your socials and tag us. Feel free to leave us a review over at iTunes and follow us on social media at Empowered in My Skin. Finally, remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. See you soon.